One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern, voice of the entrepreneur. If you'd like to work directly with Ray and his team to grow your business through more powerful marketing campaigns, reach out to him via his website at raysagern.com. Or call 512-808-5775. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is One Man Brand Radio on KLBJ. Happy to be back here with you on another Saturday night. My name is Ray Sagan. Today is October 24th. The Austin Film Festival is in full swing. So we're going to talk to Barb Morgan from the Austin Film Festival in a little bit and get a little bit uh, of insight from her on what's going on there and the the interesting opportunity to take a film festival, an event around town, and take it online. Before we dive into that, though, let's thank our sponsors to get things going tonight. Talking about Hoover's, that honest-to-goodness, good Texas cooking down there at 2002 Mainer Road and online at hooverscooking.com. Don't forget GC Plumbing, the good, clean plumber. Because now, more than ever, if you need a plumber, you want a good, clean plumber. And that's GC, online at goodcleanplumber.com. Yeah, so the Austin Film Festival uh, fired up on Thursday, and we're real happy to, to, to from her busy schedule, managing this festival for the first time virtually, we've got the uh, executive director of the Austin Film Festival. That's Barb Morgan. Barbara Morgan. Hey, Barb. It's Ray Sagarin. How the heck you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Man, it's been a million years. A million. Well, not a million. It feels like a million to me <laughs> right now. Oh, well, you know what, man? I have a new hip, so I definitely am in the million years club. No, no, no. I'm not taking that. But, uh, hey, you know, I'll tell you, uh, I actually, you may or may not know this great little icebreaker for our one-man brand radio here interview, but uh, I actually got to participate in your festival as a filmmaker. Oh, cool. When was this? I was one of the producers on Bradley Beasley's film, Fathers of Football. Oh, wow. That's yeah. right. Wow. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Let's be honest, though. Really, Bradley is the producer on his films, and then David Hardstein really did most of the heavy lifting. But uh, uh, I was uh, I was one of the proper producers on that film, yeah, and we premiered it right there at the State Theater. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, I always liked that film, man. That was I remember that well. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you can't you can't have an October without a football movie. You we cannot. You know what's interesting is I uh, uh, I had actually met Bradley when I was running radio stations after the Act days. I landed in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, of course oh, Bradley's wow. from uh, Oklahoma and his connections with the Flaming Lips and and Oki Noodling was all the rage when I was up there running radio. So that's when I first met him and we became friends. Probably really easy to meet people there in Oklahoma, huh? <laughs> well, it's like, I, I don't know. You know, they they politely asked me to leave in 2002, so I don't know. You tell me, but uh, no, I, I really I had a blast. I had a blast there. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me, I'm a huge fan of the Austin Film Festival, and in this crazy wackadoodle year that uh, that we're in. Tell me, how does how does a, a film festival adapt and be able to 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 adjust on the fly and create an offering for for your many fans? You know, um, I will tell you. In March, I was freaking out about that pretty much twenty four hours a day, and because I just couldn't really wrap my head around it, and. As we started 
like anything, you know, as we started moving forward in the March, it was like, oh, okay, oh, I get this. Oh, okay, I get that. Oh, yeah, I get that. And so each each piece became a much clearer picture, you know, in that sort of paint-by-numbers way. And, and so it's actually uh, a medium, our medium, film, mm-hmm. is works well this way because truthfully that's how everybody's watching movies right now and I say this as a person who never wants to see movie theaters go away mm-hmm. not just because of my business but because I love them I love the feeling of happiness I have when I sit in a movie and watch it with a group of people um, just like I love baseball right. so you know like it's an experience that you know, it's very uh, heartfelt experience watching a movie in a theater. But it's it's really interesting because we're doing all these panels, too, and we're not doing anywhere near as many as we do live, right. and it's not going to be quite the same party. But we have got these incredible people that we haven't been able to get in the past because we can get them uh, from their hotel room in New York or um, from uh, – we've got somebody from Ireland, Neil Jordan, and we've got, you know, we're we're getting some great stuff. So, so it's actually translating pretty well. We also have a virtual Driscoll bar. How about that? I love <laughs> so. it. I love it. We got Barb Morgan. Barbara Morgan is the executive director of the Austin Film Festival underway here in Austin for the first time virtually. Uh, the world has given us lemons. You're making lemonade. I want to hear more about kind of some of the the tactical stuff. How did you and your staff brainstorm how to keep the essence of uh, of, I mean, Austin Film Festival really has just that that awesome vibe. How did you and your staff sort of brainstorm the ways to keep that alive? And maybe you start with that virtual Driscoll Ball. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that was definitely one of the big ones. I mean, it was um, two things came to mind, right? Like when we did this, we have never, 27 years, and we have never not been in a Paramount Theater. So I just could not deal with mentally the fact that we were going to do an event not in the Paramount Theater. That was almost to me like not doing the event. Mm -hmm. And so, in fact, we are doing some live films at the Paramount Theater, so that's cool. So we're going to have that vibe going on. But we're also going to do this virtual Driscoll Bar because the other place that we have only one year done the festival without was the Driscoll Bar. And it's such an iconic place for our folks that we went down and shot the bartender making drinks each or each day. He has a special drink. Uh-huh. And we have we have um, hosts just like we normally do for our Driscoll Bar Nights. So, you know, we've got uh, the guy who created Everybody Loves Raymond and has a, uh, a film, I mean, a TV show, uh, Somebody Feed Phil. Uh-huh. Um, and so we've got him hosting one night. We have a host for every night, basically. Mm-hmm. And... So that 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 is they're doing people are doing live pitches in front of um, ex, you know studio folks and agents and uh, other writers that they're actually pitching in competition against each other live on uh, you know on Zoom and we are so there so that's a very personal experience. We're doing roundtable sessions that are live with people together on Zoom. We're doing the bar. We're doing something, some hangout thing where people get in and can communicate with each other, networking. So, you know, that is our vibe, like you said, and we had to really make sure that we had all those pieces. And 
we've kind of become not as much an event planning organization now as we have become a production facility. Mm -hmm. So we have a couple of different, you know, we have, we're, we're shooting out in LA in a studio for people in LA to come and be interviewed. We're shooting in two different places here in Austin. Mm -hmm. You know, we have our these Zoom setups set up all over the place. We're using a lot of internet, right? A lot of I love it. I love it. This is the One Man Brand Radio going here on KLBJ, Voice of the Entrepreneur. We're here Saturday nights from 7 o'clock until 8 o'clock. The Austin Film Festival is underway. It's in full effect. And we've got Barbara Morgan, the executive director, taking a little time out to chat with us tonight here. Let me ask you this. So so uh, I think, you know, with the pandemic and everything, uh, originally everybody – like you said, back in March, you're freaking out a little bit, but then you kind of realize, well, there's some opportunities here. And I'm just wondering if you guys are finding out that maybe there's an opportunity for a more casual uh, uh, film fan to get involved and participate and see the films and watch the panels who maybe otherwise wouldn't fly to Austin or maybe wouldn't you know, get a babysitter for three days and go downtown for the whole weekend. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're, we have a whole contingency of people from um, Australia that are joining us, right? So this year at the festival. And so the, the, the thing is, is, you know, like anything, out of adversity comes something good, right? Um, it sucks to be adversing, but it, it, it usually brings you something positive. And there's definitely an aspect of this, and I'm sure that will stay with us for the future. Um, probably some mix piece of, uh, of both kinds of worlds mm -hmm. that are going to be together um, for the future. And I'm sure it'll morph, you know, I'm sure there will be that morphing process that will be happening, you know, um, you know, just like some people like martial arts, some people like boxing, then we got MMA, right? Sure. So, so I feel like we're going to kind of have our own MMA thing going here that will be a continuation of both worlds, and and I'm, you know, I don't, I haven't quite wrapped my head around how much of it will go where because the reality is there's still also a big aspect of trying to break into the industry that requires you meet people. Yeah, you know, you've got to get a vibe going, and I, you know, Zoom does some of that, but it's also, you know, it's got a weirdness to it too. So, you know. This One Man Brand Radio on KLBJ, Voice of the Entrepreneur. We're going to take a quick break. We're visiting with Barb Morgan. The Austin Film Festival will pick it up next. One Man Brand Radio continues here on KLBJ. One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern, Voice of the Entrepreneur. If you'd like to work directly with Ray and his team to grow your business through more powerful marketing campaigns, Reach out to him via his website at raysagern.com or call 512-808-5775. And we're back here. One Man Brand Radio is on KLBJ, brought to you by Hoover's, that honest-to-goodness good Texas cooking down on Mainer Road. And don't forget GC Plumbing. You need a plumber now more than ever. You want a good, clean plumber. And that's GC online at goodcleanplumber.com. Visiting with Barb Morgan. Give me, let's go back. Let's go in the time machine. Let's go back to when... The fledgling Austin Film Festival shared space with a fledgling radio station called KDAC, where I used to work. What are your memories of those early days? Because, you know, I think entrepreneurs, and you're absolutely, absolutely, you know, with what you've built here, you know, it, it, it's a business, but it, but it 
but it serves so many parts of the community. I'm just kind of curious if you can go back to those early days. What was the what was the uh, the, the key to the success where so many entrepreneurial endeavors and so many civic festivals fail? How what do you think was the secret for Austin Film Fest? Oh, uh, you know, I mean, there were, I think there were a lot of things. I think one, we were so different. We just had this writers thing going, and that was not. Um, you know, hadn't been done before, and that was definitely the leg up. But the other leg up was, and this is hard for probably people listening in Austin to imagine anymore because um, so many people are not from here, but we were a dinky little town in 1993, <laughs> 1994, you know? and, and, and when we'd say Austin to people, yeah. they were like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that place, uh-huh. so what's the deal? Yeah. And they wanted to come check it out you know it was a mystery it was kind of a mystery mm-hmm. you know that mystery is long solved but um but it it was definitely part of the factor and just you know like any entrepreneurial thing i mean we just focus 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 on what we were doing and we tried to do it better each year you know when you do something once a year it's tough because you sometimes have to relearn lessons that you don't remember uh, that you learned a year ago yeah. and you know, that it, it really became a process of trying to look at everything we do critically all the time and make sure that we were serving our mission, which was always the writer. And, and I mean, those things all, all did it. But Austin was definitely part of the cocktail for sure, you know. Um, and, and just, like, I know <laughs> I was just working all the time, you know. there was We were never not working. So, you know, we were always selling the festival and talking to people about it and, and thinking about new things we could do, and you know, we were lucky. Let's talk about some of those new things because that, to me, uh, um, one of the neat things about the Austin Film Festival story along the way was branching out into I don't know the summer camps or uh, you know the on story. I'm a huge fan of on story. I just I every time one comes on, I get sucked into it. And uh, uh, it, 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 uh, AFF has a lot of tentacles going out uh, by now. What's it like to? Is it an is it an evolution of the business model? Is it more just about finding ways to connect to the community? What's the thought process in in all the new horizons that you guys branch out into? Well, yeah, like you said, I mean, those are those are sort of the foundational pieces of it. Both of those are big ones. Always staying in touch with the community, and we're in a like entertainment man. It's constantly changing, right? So it's a it's, it's morphing all the time, and so we have to keep up and try to stay ahead. You know, so we do, and we do a lot of that. Um, we're always trying to stay ahead, and also, I mean, I just also have ants in my pants, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. uh, I I get I have a three year old attention span. I get bored very easily, and I always feel like, well, we've got to keep in the game. So let's come up with something new and let's get more interest and see if we can expand our base. And yeah. and it's interesting right it's always interesting to create something new let's shift gears for a sec tell me about uh, uh this one-man brand radio on klbj uh, barbara morgan the executive director of the austin film festival is with me tonight let's make sure that people listening know how they can get involved with the festival uh, we're sitting here on a saturday night can people still get registered can you buy tickets to the individual films i mean uh, what how, how do people get involved at this point if somebody wants to to, to dabble so one of the cool things about doing it on a, a platform like we have this year is that it's not just like you premiere a movie, show it, and in two hours it's done, right? Mm-hmm. So we have most of our films up the entire time. Mm-hmm. So once they launch, 
they can be watched all the way through Thursday the 29th mm-hmm. uh, to midnight, right? Okay. So people can get on, buy individual tickets. They can still get a pass and watch a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. They can still get a badge and actually listen to some of the panels. And we have a really cool thing where um, we have a couple of panels we're going to open up that we normally don't do this because we can't police it very easily in live format. Mm-hmm. But we are going to open it up so that people can just people who want to dabble or have an interest can jump on, have a fan moment, listen to the Bill Hader, Alec Berg, Barry panel, for instance, oh, wow. and just pay for that panel. Yeah. yeah. And during the festival, we couldn't do that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, when we have to monitor all the rooms. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, it's, um, it's, it's an opportunity for people to uh, get on and just taste a little bit of it and see if this is something that's interesting to them or just hear a fan moment or mm-hmm. watch a movie. And anybody can do it. They can just get onto our website, and it will lead them up to the platform Yeah. Um, so they can check out the content. Are you guys still doing uh, – I know uh, you do a thing every year where you you, you give out awards, the the uh, achievement in uh, mm-hmm. in writing. And are you, are you doing your, your awards again this year? Yep. So every this – is, this is a good question, right? It's um, done a little differently this year because we can't do our big awards luncheon. Mm-hmm. And it's what we're doing are these award panels mm-hmm. where, and they're going to be for anybody to see. They'll be up on our site and they'll be up, I think, on YouTube. Um, that is honoring the winners of each of the screenplay and film competitions. Those are the jury awards, not mm-hmm. the audience awards. But mm-hmm. um, they'll be uh, talking about their script. Mm-hmm. They'll be up in a conversation with our programmers, um, talking about you know what they wrote and what it's done for them and just the creative process, you know. Mm-hmm. So we are doing that. That's uh, We actually are shooting them now. Like mm-hmm. I told you, we're production house. Mm-hmm. So we have our double secret winners that I cannot tell you who they are. <laughs> but you know. But we, okay. But oh. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's right. I have the envelope. Barb, you mentioned Alec Berg yeah. and uh, um, and Bill Hader. Love that show. I love that very show on HBO. What are some of the other... Uh, uh, big name uh, guys you've got involved, uh, 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 actors, producers, writers. Who, who are some of, of your favorite gets, I guess, uh, in terms of your... Well, we have a really cool one. If people know, if people were fans of Watchmen, oh. Damon Lindelof is doing a panel all about Watchmen. Um, that'll be one that we're going to put up for people to... Uh, and we're, we're doing... We have Neil Jordan, who won the Academy Award for one of his first films, Crying Game. He's a yes. playwright, too. Uh, John Logan, who's who wrote Gladiator and Skyfall and Any Given Sunday. And he did a show, he had created a show uh, called Penny Dreadful. And um, oh, yeah. he's, he, I'm really excited about him. He's one of our great guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that just there's a really big list right up there. Um, and you can find him on our website at austinfilmfestival.com. Right now you can see the whole schedule up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, we've we've got a lot of cool cool folks this year. One Man Brand Radio is on KLBJ. A few more minutes with Barb from the Austin Film Festival. Let's go back to the, to the mission. So if, if we were going to talk about the brand of the Austin Film Festival, you hinted at it early on, it's the Screenwriters Conference. And and I know that uh, a big part of that for aspiring screenwriters is the um, is the pitch thing that you hinted at. And any of us with RTF degrees from UT, like me or anywhere, you know, we've all got a, got a screenplay or two that's collected dust underneath that. And uh, uh, I'm just kind of curious, what is the 
what is the virtual environment? How does that change that? Because uh, you know, a lot of the pitch thing is it is about the energy in the room and and reading the room, I guess. And and uh, uh, what are your thoughts on on that in a virtual environment? Well, you know, it's funny. We um, we decided to when all this happened. You know, it was all about as everybody says, but it was all about the pivot, and we were pivoting pretty fast. So we hadn't closed off the screenplay competition yet when it happened. That deadline was in May. And so we decided, let's throw together a virtual pitch competition right now. Let's just test it. Just to see, see how it went. It, it will work during the, yeah, to see if it'll work during the festival, right? Okay. And uh, we got a couple hundred entries into it in a really short period of time. And we did it. We saw it all the way through. It went great. It actually nice. went great. Nice. Um, and, you know, it was, it was a, a little bit, you know, I was like really tenuous there about it for a little bit. It was like, well, is this going to work on Zoom? And it turns out it did. And then we had no problem signing up people in L.A. to judge it mm-hmm. for um, the festival one, which, again, that was one of our concerns. But after they saw how smoothly it went the first time around, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was a no-brainer. So Austin Film Festival is underway. Barb, I wish you only the best. I know, it's gonna, I, I know you guys are going to end this thing on a high note. And uh, thanks so much for uh, taking part of being being in the in the trenches and uh, visiting with me tonight here on KLBJ. Thank you, and it's so good to talk to you again. And I'm, we're glad you're back. <laughs> thanks. Oklahoma. Hey, we got to take a quick break for the news. We got a great interview coming up on the other side with another fantastic entrepreneur in town. That's Rob Burley, who runs a very very successful auction business, and he's the guy behind Threadgill's Last Stand music series. We'll talk to Rob Burley next when One Man Brand Radio continues here after the news on News Radio KLBJ. One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern, voice of the entrepreneur. If you'd like to work directly with Ray and his team to grow your business through more powerful marketing campaigns, reach out to him via his website at raysagern.com. Or call 512-808-5775. Yes, indeed. We're back. It's One Man Brand Radio heading into the home stretch this uh, Saturday night, October 24th. We're a week out from Halloween. We're 10 days from this crazy election. God only knows what's going to happen there. But I'll tell you what, I'm grateful to be alive and thriving in Austin, Texas. Voice of the Entrepreneur. We do this Saturday nights from 7 until 8. And we appreciate you making us part of your Saturday night routine or, or you know, complete lack thereof. Whatever it, whatever you got working, it works for me. And I especially want to be working for our sponsors tonight, talking about Hoover's, that honest-to-goodness, good Texas cooking. Man, I tell you what, um, with restaurants going away at a fevered clip and nightclubs too, boy, let's take stock of what's still here. And let's uh, let's order a little carryout from Hoover's on the way home. Make mama's life a little easier for dinner one night this week. 2002 Mainer Road and online at hooverscooking.com. And of course, let's don't forget GC, the good clean plumber. Because now, you know, more than ever, if you need a plumber, you want a good clean plumber. And that's GC, online at GC Plumber. Excuse me, online at online at goodcleanplumber.com. Well, we're here in the home stretch, and I tell you what, if you've been listening to the show, uh, you know, we interviewed Kevin Fowler uh, a few weeks back, and he was the, the guy that launched this this Last Call music series at Threadgills. Had such a good time down there. I've gone back for a few more, and I'm excited about the grand finale on that. So I brought in the man himself, 
Rob Burley, the guy with Burley Dillo Productions, uh, who, who has pulled this together. Uh, Rob, for starters, welcome to One Man Brand Radio. Well, thanks for having me, Ray. And, and you know, an, an auctioneer by trade, I'm wondering if I'll get a word in edgewise between. I've, i got to get you to do the fast-talking thing at some point uh, tonight. But, man, I'll tell you, we've been having such a great time with you out at Threadgills for this Last Call Music series. Before we dive into the moving parts of that, tell me, uh, how does a uh, an esteemed auctioneer like Rob Burley become sort of an accidental concert promoter at Threadgills before the wrecking ball arrives? Uh, you know, it, it's uh, you know, it's one of those things that popped up in my head. It gave me a good idea. I ran with it, talked to Eddie about it, and uh, originally the guy that had bought the place. Uh, of course, Eddie is Eddie yeah, Wilson. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Wilson. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, Eddie Wilson, who owns the place, who is a very dear friend of mine. I mean, if you read his book, the last chapter in his book is actually about the auction we did for him back in 2015. Uh-huh. So, me and Eddie have become really good friends over the years. This is the third auction I've done for him. And uh, after the auction, you know, we had the place. They sold the property, but they weren't closing on it. And originally it was going to be in January. So I, I was sitting there in an empty thread yield, and it just seemed uh, it just seemed wrong or weird to just let it end on a auction where they came in. And, I mean, the people that came in, it was, it was great to have them in there. They spent top dollar on uh, any little bit and piece of, of thread deals memorabilia that was left on the walls. Um, but it just seemed sad to see the place in like that. And then talking to Eddie, I realized that was going to sit fallow for a few months. And I had came up with the idea of doing a small, you know, uh, small 50 person live show, kind of like how ACL used to be back in the day. You know, like Austin City Limits, the original one where you get in there and it would be so close into these acts mm-hmm. that you're getting another side of them. Sure. Um, and, I put it in front of Eddie, and Eddie Eddie's Eddie's response was uh, literally, "I'd rather help you with a suicide note than put you in the restaurant." Business. <laughs> I had to promise him I'm not going to open a restaurant. That's not what I was after. But Kevin Fowler is a friend of mine, and plus the other half of this was a lot of these acts that I know that you know Kevin Fowler's a really good friend of mine. Uh, they're having a hard time to find a place to play, and I realized Eddie's place is still a restaurant. You know, it's not a bar; it's a restaurant. And after we laid out, worked out the, the seating that we could actually go in there and space everybody out far enough and had restaurant rules where everybody's wearing masks and it, we could do it safely. Um, I mean, we didn't even up the seating capacity when they went to 75%. We, uh-huh. we stayed at less than 50. And it's more to keep the, the sound in the room as pure as we can. And it's one of these you know things that I'm really glad I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we're, we're having a really – I mean, you've been to some of the shows. Sure have, yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, the lineups that you've got there. By the way, One Man Brand Radio here with Rob Burley, the man behind Threadgill's Last Call Music Series and esteemed auctioneer. And the lineups you've got on this. I mean, we, we, we've name-dropped Kevin there as the, the guy who launched it all. But, man, you've got Jack Ingram and Dale Watson and Stoney LaRue. I mean, you've got these serious Texas music headliners that are playing for ridiculously intimate crowds at this esteemed music venue one last time. I mean, it's got to give you, I know it is because I'm sitting next to you in there a few nights. It's got to give you a little buzz just in terms of being able to, to make this thing happen. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things that I'm trying to make a, a, a positive out of negative. Mm-hmm. You know, you had COVID going on, thread deals had shut down. None of these guys were able to play anywhere. And uh, when I put this thing together, you know, we booked Charlie Crockett and Jack Ingram and and, and Corey Morrow and and. What we got was, uh, like, that was the first show I think Charlie Crockett had done in months. 
and he was on stage and nervous and talking to him afterwards. He goes, look, man, normally we're playing in front of a big crowd. and There's a little bit of distance. He goes, this, there, he goes, I didn't have any band. There's no cover. And it was a great show. I mean, he put on a great show. I, uh, the, the Bruce Robeson and Kelly Willis show the other night, uh, you know, they, they put on a really great show. Whitney Rose put on one of the best shows I've ever seen her put on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she just killed it. And, uh, you know, we got an email from a guy who just got back from Australia. Uh, he's been over there for five years. He's originally from Austin. Talked to him for about 10 minutes after the show. Said he was in the music business. He was over there doing something with a label in Australia. Came back and he got an email from me saying, look, I've been to shows all over the world. That is in the top five best music experiences I've ever had in my life. In that little bitty room in Threadgill's. Yes, and I'll, man, I'll concur on that. One Man Brand Radio here with Rob Burley talking about the Threadgill's Last Call music series that's coming to an end next next Saturday Sunday, right? So as we do, as we're here on Saturday night, you know, you've got you've got music during the week, and then you've got the grand finale. I guess eight days from today, next Sunday. But I will just tell you, having been to what one, two, three, four so far, three so far, and and I'm planning to attend at least two more the week ahead. You know, I. Uh, uh, let me say this. So my my listeners, my longtime listeners, know that uh, I've issued a, an arm wrestling challenge to anybody in the seven eight seven zero four zip code. Uh, that my zip code, where I live, seven eight seven five seven, can beat up your zip code, even though the conventional <laughs> the conventional central Austin wisdom is that seven eight seven zero four is where it's all at. But and and, and I don't want to deny seven eight seven zero four its charms. But as a North Austin guy, all right. Um, we're going to stick with all the great businesses in 78757, and that includes Threadgills, and, it, and it's a tough one to see go. And I'll just tell you, having seen uh, so much music and enjoyed so much uh, of the uh, – uh, just so many meals there, really, you know, uh, to be able to have a chance to go in there one last time, it's just a treat. And I just want to thank you for that personally, Rob. But then also I want to thank you for um, – you know, even though I've I've caught the COVID and kicked it, I got the antibodies, so I'm less concerned that I'm going to get sick. But I really appreciate the attention to detail that you guys have put into creating a safe environment there. Okay, and uh, at a time when you know, no disrespect to anybody who needs to to stay sheltered, and if that's what their heart tells them, but um, uh, I, I'm encouraged by people that are that are innovating, whether it's you or or the guys out at Nutty Brown or whoever that's finding a way to get the music going, you know? But talk to me about doing all this in a COVID climate. What was your what was your mindset there in terms of how you were going to tackle it? Well, it was one of those things that was, like I said, trying to find a positive in a negative. And it was uh, without COVID and creating that situation, I wouldn't be able to even have the opportunity to do this. So it was I, what I sat down and thought about is if I do this right, there's a, there's an advantage to having that room that light, and we're recording all this music, this live music, uh, so that we have all this content. So the um, the positive I'm finding is I'm not packing the room. You know, I'm putting 48 people in in a room that can hold you know 100 people, and we have them spaced out. But what it does it, it keeps people from feeling like they're sitting on top of each other, and it feels like it's more of a private show for them. Yeah, so does. there's there's the positive the positive in that, and uh, you know we've got. We want everybody to come there, have a good time, and go home safe. Like Charlie Crockett, for example, he had heart surgery here a year ago. So we we, we protected him like he was the president, and he came in the side door. We had a cop outside to make sure that nobody was coming up to approach him as he came out. We kept everybody away from him. 
I had already had the COVID and got the antibodies and had got actually went through and got checked again to confirm that the antibodies were still there right before this series mm-hmm. so that I could make sure that I could get in there and take care of the people I need to take care of without being concerned with spreading it. Uh, but I still go through the same process everybody else does. I wear a mask. My crew, uh, you know, we well, the smartest thing I did was I went back and hired in the old Thread Gills crew. I hired in their bartenders, three of their waiters, and Danny, the guy that ran a place for 18 years. And, you know, they stay on top of that place. They make sure everybody's, you know, following the rules. So, it, you know, with, with the old Thread Gills crew there, this is what is what really made this possible. You know, Eddie and Sandra made a couple of calls. And everybody came running. One Man Brand Radio's on KLBJ. Burley, we're having such a good conversation. i got to ask you to stick around for a bonus segment because we haven't even talked to auction. We haven't really even got a chance to plug the grand finale uh, coming up, which is something I think is going to be really special. So do me a favor, partner. Sit tight. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back for one last segment here when One Man Brand Radio continues next from News Radio KLBJ. One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern, voice of the entrepreneur. If you'd like to work directly with Ray and his team to grow your business through more powerful marketing campaigns, reach out to him via his website at raysagern.com. Or call 512-808-5775. All right, we're back. It's One Man Brand Radio. One more segment on the show tonight. Voice of the Entrepreneur. Uh, This is my, you know, my passion in life is helping entrepreneurs succeed. And part of that means the one-on-one consulting we do with business owners Monday through Friday. But then being able to have conversations with folks around town here and in Central Texas uh, doing things interesting is a big part of it for me. We got three dozen clients across the U.S. and Canada, and they take care of our work week. But on Saturday night, man, I love to make it all about Austin, all about Central Texas. And when I see something interesting going on in the arena of business, in the arena of innovation, in the arena of how do we get through this crazy year of 2020, I like to shine the spotlight on that. And tonight, one last time, it's it's Rob Burley, uh, the mastermind, if you will, behind Threadgill's Last Call music series. And and Rob, uh, thanks for hanging around for one more segment, buddy. Appreciate you on that. Oh, glad to be here. And, and, and I'll just say, to me, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go blow by blow on how I ended up uh, – uh, with a uh, Kevin Fowler autographed guitar on the first <laughs> first night, okay. But I will say it was for a good cause. It was it was a fundraiser for a guy who uh, um, uh, who I've worked with along the way, uh, whose wife's uh, dealing with cancer. And I don't want to go deep all into that. Uh, uh, but what I will say is, uh, uh, what I want to ask you about is, uh, uh, well, hold on. For starters, I didn't plan to to write a check with a comma in it for an autographed guitar that night. But uh, but I'll tell you, so I noticed when I was in the throes and blows of that, am I going to, am I going to get in? Am I going to stay in? Am I going to go? You know, for me in the moment, it was the adrenaline was rushing and uh, um, you know, just uh, it was a very sort of uh, visceral thing in the moment. I'm just kind of curious as a guy like you, Who's done much bigger stakes than just a Kevin Fowler autographed guitar? I mean, you're you're uh, you're you know uh, such a such an accomplished auctioneer, and it's fun just to watch you do the rapid fire thing. But what's the psychology that goes into either what you do or what you've seen with people? Give me a little glimpse behind the curtain on how that dog hunts. I, you know, auctions are a wonderful thing. You know, I've been on the other side of it before I got into the business. 
And uh, just like you, you know, when you're in that moment, people want to win is what it comes down to. People want to win. So if they come to an auction, you have something they really want, you know, whether it's a rare item or, or something uh, that, that, that means something to them, but especially at Fred Gills. I mean, uh, it, it, that's a prime example. The last two lots that sold in that sale, I was up there on the mic from 10 o'clock till 7.30 at night. So I didn't, wow. you know, for nine and a half hours nonstop to get everything sold. The last two lots were the pull taps from the from the bar, uh-huh. which were three live oak pull taps and a, like a couple of Lone Star ones. You know, not, you know, there's no real huge collector value, but those meant something to two people, and they brought eighteen hundred dollars. So a Lone Star beer tap from Threadgills bring eighteen hundred yeah. bucks late in no, the game, just, huh? Yeah, I mean, those are one of the last two lots. So. People get caught up in it, and it seemed like the, at Eddie's sale, you know, normally at the back end of a sale, people are getting tired. But so the short answer that you're asking, uh, the question you're asking is, people want to win. So if you get in there and you got something that they really want, they will get in there and pay fair market value plus generally at an auction. Now, people get bargains at auctions, too. You know, there's an ebb and a flow to it. You don't win every one. But if you sell good items, and if it's something that speaks to somebody or something that's really collectible or somebody wants, and you're a good auctioneer, People will tend to spend because they want to. You, that night, you wanted to help. You know what I mean? You knew that guy. And not only did you buy a guitar, you jumped in and bought a guitar after I got someone else to spend four grand on the guitar. Right. You know what I mean? You uh, <laughs> you, you, you were uh, extremely generous, and, you know, we appreciate what you did. And, you know, you, like I said, you worked with, with the guy. But the generosity in you is what made you spend that. That was it. You know, there was no other, you know, the adrenaline's fun, but it was because you wanted to help is what would make. And the same thing applies to these. We do a lot of fundraiser sales. You know, we do mm-hmm. a lot of pro bono. We do, you know, Randy Rogers Golf Tournament. We do the the one here in town. The big one is the Rotary Club. They raise almost a quarter million dollars every year for this. For the, and it's all put back into this town. Mm-hmm. But everybody there wants to help, so they come in and they spend too much money, and all I do is facilitate that. One Man Brand Radio is on KLBJ. Voice of the Entrepreneur, we're here Saturday nights. So I got my first takeaway from that. By the way, thank you for the kind words about about my participation in that charity auction. But the, the first lesson, because I'm always, how do we connect the dots? What can what can the plumber, okay, or the restaurant owner learn from an auctioneer, right? And what can the jewelry store guy learn from the NASCAR pit crew? What can we learn from other people that maybe have similar things? Now, the first thing that I heard peeking out from there is not everybody's interested in a bargain. There are some people that are going there that are willing to pay a premium for the thing that they really want. I bet all kinds of entrepreneurs that listen to my show could could take a uh, um, uh, a lesson from that. But let's go even a little deeper on sort of the psychology of the sale. You're up there on the stage. You got the mic, in, you know, and you're, I mean, you know, you could be, you're rocking that mic like a rapper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you're also reading the crowd. What do you? What have you learned along the way about reading a crowd or reading a customer? Uh, I, I've I've learned along the way that customers will give you little tells. Maybe um, is there anything you can offer in that arena? Maybe that would be uh, instructive to to the listeners. Oh yeah, I mean uh, you're 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 spot on with that. Half of it is just sounding good and not. Uh, and, and being consistent, the other half of that is reading the crowd and not being, you don't want to, you want to run just fast enough to keep pressure on the crowd. Like normal, a normal sale at my place, we're running 80 to 100 lots an hour to keep that pressure on. And there's bar, some stuff's bringing high prices, some stuff's at bargain prices, but it's just a constant 
high rate of speed, so it keeps everybody's interest. Um, at Thread Guilds, it took, you know, I was running half that speed just because the internet was, you know, we had almost a thousand online bidders. But the, uh, you know, you do have to be able to just, you know, keep your, your, uh, I, I don't know how to put it other than to say just keep your mind open and just watch for, you can tell the people that are leaning forward or making eye contact with you. The ones turning and talking to the people next to them or fanning themselves with their bid card, they're not interested. So you're looking for the person that's making eye contact with your or lean into you. Mm-hmm. And I also have good bid assistants, you know, bid spotters that are talking to the people that are there bidding and trying to facilitate that. So we're simply, you know, we're just simply looking for that little tell, just like a poker player. Mm-hmm. But in some people, you know, they'll sit there till the very end and want to bid right at the last. They think they're going to get it cheaper, mm-hmm. you know, or, uh, you know, so they, they, there's a lot of psychology to it. And depending on what bidder is by the end of the auction, I know what the bidder's tendencies are at the beginning. I'm having mm-hmm. to learn all that. If they're a new, you know, if I, if I don't know them personally. Mm-hmm. One man brand radio is on KLBJ with Rob Burley. Rob's, uh, if people want to learn about your auction business and auctions you got coming up, where do they go, Rob? Go to burleyauction.com. That's B-U-R-L-E-Y auctions.com. And let's let's give you the last couple of minutes here to set up this uh, last call last night. We're eight days away from what will be the last, the true last call. And you've got a real special last moment in mind for that, that finale uh, uh, Sunday week, a week from tomorrow on November 1st, Day of the Dead, uh, after you knock down a few more auctions in the meantime, uh, well, let's see, you got, uh, you got Gary P. Nunn tonight, okay, which is sold out, actually, as we sit here, and and uh, um, and that's well, fine. Tonight, tonight uh, oh, yeah, you're right. It is Saturday. It is sold out. Uh, we actually had a Friday show with him, uh, but we are I, I didn't mean to cut you off for some reason. No, no, no. I just, you know, Thursday. just looking at the week ahead, and I'm not even sure where you're at on ticket sales. I, you know, I know, I know that you had a, you got a, a Dale Watson show coming up. You got a, 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 a oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on the Friday night. Shiny ribs. Shiny ribs. There yeah, it is. Got, yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, boy, that's going to be a good one. And then, but you've got something really special for a week from tomorrow night for the true grand finale. Tell us about it. Yeah, on that last show, uh, we're trying to highlight the people that have actually played here uh, throughout. So what we did is we've got uh, the last song that's ever going to be performed on that stage. The most fitting song I can think of on the you know Day of the Dead is Home with the Armadillo. And that, that, then we're, that's going to be the final one. So we're going to have Gary P. Nunn finishing out. But we're going to have Dale Watson playing as well. Uh, Whitney Rose is playing. And there's going to be one or two other uh, guest spots of people showing up uh, to play and, and, and hopefully sing with Gary on that last song. I love it, man. So uh, tickets for that, go to BurleyDillo.com if they're still available. B-U-R-L-E-Y-D-I-L-L-O.com. Boy, these, these shows have all been super special because of the the, the super intimate nature of them. And uh, uh, good news is hopefully all this is coming to to a vinyl uh, record compilation with some of the best moments. Uh, I sure hope you guys are able to follow through on that, Burley. That'll be fun. Yeah, we're trying to get that. We, we've got a ton of content, and I'm going to get it in the hands of the best people I can to try to make something out of that and see if uh, yeah. you know we can make Thread Gills live on a little longer, just uh, even if it's just in sound. Well, man, I sure appreciate you making some time. I know you're busy tonight with uh, with the, the Gary P. Show, but thanks for making some time for us tonight. It's Rob Burley. Uh, learn more about his auction business at burleyauctions.com. If you want to buy one of those last few tickets for the remaining shows at Threadgill's Last Call, hit Burley, B-U-R-L-E-Y, D-I-L-L-O, Burley Dillo, 
Facebook.com. And, uh, man, Rob, partner, thanks so much for being with us tonight here on One Man Brand Radio. Thanks for having me, Ray.